Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. We're in day three of our look through John chapter 12, verses 12 to 19 today. As we jump into these verses, we are beginning our look at the final week of Jesus' life. So let me just briefly walk you through what happens in this final week of Jesus' life. Sunday to Sunday. On Sunday, we're going to look at this today, there is the triumphal entry. There is the healing in the temple. On Monday, there is the cleansing of the temple. On Tuesday of this final week, there's some Greeks that want to see Jesus. There's a teaching with the people, the confrontation with the Pharisees at the temple. There's a teaching about the second coming on the Mount of Olives. A lot of teaching on that Tuesday. On Wednesday, well, it's sort of a silent day. We don't know all that happened on Wednesday of that final week. I'm sure Jesus was preparing his heart for what would happen the next several days, few days. And then on Thursday, you have the Passover meal and the Lord's Supper. On Thursday, Jesus is arrested in the evening at the nighttime. And then Friday, beginning early in the morning, Jesus' trials, and then leading to Jesus' crucifixion and Jesus' burial. Good Friday. And then Saturday, Jesus' body is in the tomb, and then Sunday is the resurrection. That's what we're going to walk through together in this last half of the book of John. As we've seen, John is focusing in and in and in on this moment in Jesus' life. In fact, even as we walk through the last part of Jesus' life, He's going to focus more on the last part of this week than the early part of this week. From the early part of the last week of Jesus' life, John focuses on two events. He focuses on the triumphal entry and on the request of the Greeks to meet with Jesus. The next few days, we're going to walk together through these events. And as we do that, we're going to learn from Jesus. Even as he's facing death, he is teaching us about real life. He teaches us about real life in what happens in what's come to be called the the triumphal entry. Listen to what happened in verses 12 to 19. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now, the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they'd heard they had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. And so the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Now, look, the whole world has gone after him. I want you to notice as we walk back through those verses, notice the crowd, notice the disciples, notice the leaders, notice Jesus. First, notice the crowd. And they're at the same place they were yesterday when we were looking at the crowd. They were after the moment of excitement. Here they are with palm branches and waving them and shouting Hosanna and blessed is the king. The scene shifts here from the quiet dinner at Bethany that began the chapter to this noisy public parade in Jerusalem. This is the only public demonstration, by the way, that Jesus participated in that honored him. And we're going to see at the end of this look today, the way that he participated invites something to happen in our lives. This was the public demonstration that really forced the hand of the Jewish leaders. Remember, they were terrified that the Romans would come in and because people were following, Jesus would say, well, you've got some other leader than Caesar. You're you're obviously having public riots of some kind, so we're going to shut down you as leaders and we're going to come in and we're going to be under control. And here's this crowd shouting out, Hosanna, which means save us now. It was a quotation from Psalm 18. 
It was part of the first memory work that every Jewish boy had to do. It was, it was an integral part of the celebration of the Passover. It was sung at the Feast of Tabernacles, a familiar phrase. It was a psalm that was sung to conquerors, and they're welcoming Jesus as a conqueror. They want him to be king. They want him to overwhelm and overcome the Romans so that, so that these oppressors are away from them. What they wanted, what they wanted was for Jesus to make their lives easier. They were looking for someone to make their lives easier. And Jesus disappointed them. He didn't do what they expected. Now, he made their lives incredibly better in that he offered them eternal life, but he didn't instantly make their lives easier. We learn a lot about life from Jesus in these verses. The way he responded to the crowd, the way he responded to the disciples. Remember, we just read the disciples, they didn't understand what was happening. The crowd was looking for someone to make their lives easier. The disciples, they were looking for someone to follow, and they didn't always understand what to do. This verse says, at first, they didn't understand. Just remember, part of following is learning to follow. I don't know if you know this, that the word disciple literally means learner. It means I'm learning from Jesus Christ. Well, if I'm still learning from him, that means there's still some things I don't understand. I've got to learn it from him. You see, disciples, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, a learner, a follower of Jesus Christ, remember this. Disciples are confident of Jesus's love, but they're sometimes confused about life because we miss the obvious. This should have been an obvious, obvious prophecy that was fulfilled by Jesus. He's riding in on a colt like it said in the Bible, but they didn't understand it. You see, for a disciple, the words, I don't understand, and then later, oh, now I understand. Those are the words of a follower of Jesus. If you keep following him, you will understand more and more. The leaders, the leaders in this crowd are still saying they're, they're getting nowhere. Their strategy to stop people from believing in Jesus, it is not working, obviously. Here's the whole crowd worshiping Jesus. The, um, the crowd was looking for someone to make their lives easier. The disciples were looking for someone to follow. These leaders, they're looking for someone to blame. Things are not working out as they want it to, and they want to blame someone. That is the worst kind of leadership. And then, in the midst of all of these competing voices, all of these differing opinions of Jesus, in the midst of it, you have, you have Jesus humbly riding a donkey. He is the figure right in the middle of all of this that brings the light of clarity and truth. Riding a donkey. A horse was for war. A donkey was ridden for peace. You see, Jesus is the king of kings and he is the prince of peace. The people's ambition that day was that Jesus would ride in Jerusalem on a horse triumphantly and oust the Roman Empire. But God's will, God's will was that he would ride in on a donkey obediently. Obedient to God's prophecy in Zechariah 9.9 that's repeated here. Obedient towards the cross. This is an incredible moment in the crowd that day when Jesus rides in on this donkey, but it can also be an incredible moment in my life, in your life, when Jesus is seen riding in on this donkey. You see, Jesus on a donkey invites the crowd to take an honest look at their selfish excitement. Jesus riding in on a donkey invites the disciples to take an honest look at their confusion and eventually clears up some confusion. Jesus on a donkey invites the leaders to take an honest look at their blame. Jesus riding in on a donkey invites you, invites me to take an honest look at ourselves. You see, Jesus, Jesus has an amazing way of putting things in perspective. 
In the midst of the confused, the competing, the jealous, the excited crowd, Jesus rides in on a donkey. And as we take some time to pray today, I want to invite you in a, in a spirit of prayer to think of your own life, to think of a situation that has you bothered, that has you excited, that has you angry, that has you confused. Think of your own life in terms of what happened in this day, in this moment. And this may seem strange at, at first, but in a spirit of prayer, as you picture that which has you bothered or angry or excited or confused, also picture Jesus Christ riding in on a donkey, humbly, obediently, steadily doing the will of God. Picture Jesus Christ bringing a new perspective into your life, the perspective of peace, the perspective of God's will, perspective of the cross, the perspective of his love for you. You see, there are times in my life, there are times in your life, when we need to, we need to picture Jesus right there and know that he understands, and that he has a plan even when I don't understand. And when Jesus rode into the crowd that day on a donkey, he was showing them that he knew, he understood what he was about. Let him show you today that he knows and he understands what he is about and that he knows and he understands what his plan is about in your life. And just say, Father, those places where I'm bothered, bring me peace. Where I'm angry, give me comfort. Where I'm excited, give me the perspective of following you. Where I'm confused, give me the heart to know that I will learn from you. I give it to you, Jesus, because I know I can trust in you. In your name, I trust you.